Hi everyone. I have a special I have special guests today joining me, Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley. They are game designers and they designed the game The Search for Lost Species. Ben and Matthew, thank you so much for joining me. Hello there. It's great to be here. You're welcome. Thanks, Evan. Thank great you. to be here. Thank you. Now, I'm the host of both a science communication podcast and a board game review podcast. I'm a co-host, technically. So uh, to me, a game titled The Search for Lost Species really sets off all the right bells for me. Um, for my science podcast, in fact, earlier this year, in January, every year we make predictions about what will happen in the world of science. My prediction this year is that one of the animals on the 25 most wanted lost species will be rediscovered. I know that's a bold prediction, but I made it with, uh, you know, with enthusiasm and, and in hopes that, that that really does happen. So the, the fact that this game uh, is coming out um, soon is, is really super timely for me <laughs> as far as my two podcasts go. But my first question to you is this. What inspired you to make The Search for Lost Species? Ben, you can start. Well, we had uh, made a previous game a couple of years ago called The Search for Planet X, which is a logical deduction game about the real world search that's happening right now for another planet in our solar system. Uh, and we really uh, were happy with the response to the game and wanted to make another game in the series, the kind of search for series. Uh, and we wanted to pick another topic in science, another mm -hmm. real search that's really happening right now. Uh, Matthew and I did some research and and thought about it and um, and I actually had known about this real world search for lost species that was happening before Matthew brought it to my attention and right away when we hit on that we just thought this is this is incredible this is something that's happening it's something tangible it's something that people can go out and actually do themselves here on Earth and uh, and loved the idea right away about making a game about about conservation and um, and saving some uh, some amazing animals. The theme makes for an excellent board game. It just it just happens to be for me like a hand in glove kind of thing. Like totally brings me in instantly with with that kind of theme. Um, and, uh, the game. Uh, the, go ahead, Matthew. I'll tell you that um, you, your prediction is not crazy at all um, since. <laughs> They started the project in 2017, and they've found eight since then. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's amazing the the work that um, you know scientists, researchers, um, people who track animals and look for these species of animals around the planet has really increased uh, in recent years. Those efforts are stepped up, obviously, because the need to do so has stepped up. There's there's real real. Um, uh, tangible issues at, at hand here with uh, with trying to trying to save as many of them as is possible and identifying them is the first step in being able to save them. So it's it's super important and again fits it. I think it, as far as the theme for a board game fits it fits it quite well. Um, your game has features you know of a conventional board game plus an app. So I uh, would like to know. Uh, Tell us some about. Tell us first about some of the basic features of the game. What can we expect when we play the game? Well, the game is, uh, as I mentioned, a logical deduction game, uh, which means uh, you are going to be put onto an island in Indonesia or Papua New Guinea, which is where the game 
play takes place. We're focusing on real lost species from the from that region of the world. Uh, and you are going to be competing with your other fellow scientists to find this lost species, which lives somewhere on the island, but you don't know where it is. And so you're going to be um, visiting different areas of the island, searching to see what is there, um, getting back information from the companion app that is used to randomize the location of all of the animals during the game. And based on the information that you get back from the app, you do logical deductions to figure out where different animals are across the island, uh, eventually learning enough to figure out where the lost species must be. And along the way, you're going to be publishing your, your findings or what we call in the game um, uh, confirming sightings, uh, making sightings of where different animals are across the island. Those are going to be confirmed. Uh, which is one of the way that you score points in the game. And then eventually somebody is going to uh, 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 make a sighting of the lost species. It will be confirmed and, uh, and the lost species will be found and saved. This is a little bit different than the real world search because every time you sit down to play the game, there is a lost species out there and you're going to be able to find it during that one game. <laughs> right. Right, exactly, exactly, and the and the map has is uh, double sided, um, two different uh, like like you said, there were two different islands basically to explore, and uh, I take it one maybe has a few fewer features than the other island and a faster gameplay. One of them is kind of an easier, more introductory island to get the hang of the deduction system. Mm -hmm. And then once you are comfortable with that, you can flip the board over to a more difficult island on the backside of the board um, and give yourself a little bit more of a challenge. Um, there are also six different lost species that the game kind of comes with, and mm -hmm. you always play with one of them during the game. So... You can switch those out um, every game that you play as well to be looking for a different species. Well, and because we're we're using an app to manage some of the information that's given out, um, at the very beginning of the game, you get to choose how much you want to challenge yourself that particular game, and each individual player can choose that. So some of the players can choose to get no little starting clues, and if somebody is sitting down to play and has never played a deduction game before, they can get 12 little pieces of information and you can take any number from zero to 12. And so the different players at the table can try to balance things between themselves. Oh, that's a clever, clever application and, and very, very good one. Allows anyone at any comfort level, sort of experience level to come in and experience the game. Uh, without being overwhelmed, <laughs> perhaps otherwise by it. Now, when you, when a, when an app goes into board game design, because it's not typically, although you're seeing it more and more, but uh, it's not always the first thing you think about on a board game. It's an app. Was, was this part of the original thought or designs that you had for the game that you were going to have an app with this? It was part of the original idea for the game. Uh, right away when uh, we first started designing the Search for Planet X, which is the predecessor game in the series, um, right away we, we knew that we wanted all the players to play the game. We didn't want mm -hmm. someone to have to GM the game. We didn't want someone to have to, you know, not be a participating player and giving the answers to people. Uh, and so uh, it made sense right away for there to be an app that randomizes the layout of all of the 
objects in Planet X or animals in the search for lost species that mm. you're looking for. Uh, so that each game would be different, each game would be unique, and all the players could play. You didn't have to have somebody running the game for you. So, um, so uh, it w there it was a plan right from the beginning mm -hmm. to have an app uh, be part of the game. And a beneficial side effect of that is that when uh, a lot of other deduction games have players giving information to the other players, um, like the traditional clue. You know, when somebody says, do you have this particular card? And then you can, you get that information from the other player. But sometimes that information is wrong if a player just makes a mistake. Mm -hmm. um, and so you don't have that problem with the app. So we're, you can make, so you can still <laughs> make your own mistakes about what you're, what you're doing with that information, but you don't get the wrong information from the app. Right. It's impossible to have recorded incorrect information that you've picked up along the way. Yeah. That's smart. Now, uh, science theme board games. Now, how much cons how much consultation with scientists took place uh, during the design of the game? A fair bit. Um, as soon as we knew that we were going to start working on the search for lost species, I got in touch with Rewild um, and uh, used their database to figure out which lost species we were going to be tracking down. Mm -hmm. I talked with some of the people there to find out what sort of things the uh, researchers do when they're going to an island, when they're looking around. Um, uh, and just kept in touch with them throughout the, the design process. And the fact that it was a board game, I mean, I hope they were kind of in enthused or at least intrigued by the, fa <laughs> by the fact that these... Um, pieces of information and knowledge about their field would make its way onto the tabletops of, uh, of homes across the world. Yeah. And it was, it was always our intent also to try to shine a light on the true life project. So, you know, like we, we put a, an information sheet about the search for lost species, the, the real life search for lost species in the, in the game box. And there's information in the rule book about the real life species that are in the game, mm -hmm. and, you know, what people are actually doing and, Try to send people over over to Rewild. Uh, that's great. Speaking of real world species, animals that actually potentially do exist, was there ever a time during the idea phase of the project where you thought, well, instead of actual animal species, let's let's make it a search for cryptids instead? You know, like mythological creatures, Loch Ness monster, chupacabra. We touch on that a lot on our science uh, those kinds of themes on our science podcast and why those things are considered cryptids and pseudoscience. Uh, did that ever cross, cross your minds? Uh, it crossed our minds, but it's never something that we seriously consider doing. We really wanted to base the game in real life science uh, and not create a, a fantasy type of uh, experience for the players. Um, you know, Matthew and I are, are very interested in, um, in, real-world applications for, for games, right? Um, actually modeling systems that are really happening in the real world. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's definitely our preference to shine the light on real scientific research that's yeah. being done, uh, you know, as opposed to um, going into that realm of pseudoscience. Oh, definitely. I mean, the game strives to make the, to make the best effort to replicate the various actions and features that these scientists and these animal researchers perform. Um, 
were there some challenges? Were there challenges incorporating some of these themes of science into the search for lost species? I don't think there were particular challenges. Uh, I think maybe it's just because we're used to this process at mm-hmm, this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Matthew did a lot of work on um, getting the setting right for the game. You know, uh, so once we decided on the lost species, there are lost species all over the world. So yeah. we had to figure out which ones were going to be in the game. Uh, where was the game going to take place? Uh, what are the other animals? Because besides the lost species itself, there are other kind of native species around the island that you are finding to help to use in your deduction. Once you find where those are, you can help to deduce where the lost species must be. So getting those animals right. Um, and then also making sure when we you know, partnered with Renegade Games to publish the game, mm-hmm. that the art of the game was depicting the real people that live on these islands and that the art of the game was depicting as much as possible the, the real kind of natural landscape. So um, we did want to get that as right as possible. And yeah. Matthew really took the lead in, in making sure we were on the right path. There. Oh, that's smart yeah. because the people who are indigenous to the island would definitely be a help and a valuable assistance to the researchers. Mm-hmm. Well, and often the researchers are people from those islands. Yes. Um, that's just, they're doing, uh, they're doing local searches. And so Rewild frequently tries to get in touch with scientists from wherever the location is who are, who are already there, citizen scientists or professional scientists, and, yeah. and do that work. And so, yeah, I, I, did, um, I didn't see that as a challenge so much mm-hmm. as just I spent a lot of time doing it. <laughs> no, it sounds <laughs> like an, really opportun- an opportunity that, you know, was right there and perfect incorporation into, into the game itself. It really, really was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Search for Lost Species, it's currently a Kickstarter campaign. You can go to Kickstarter and back the project. There's still plenty of time to get in. The Kickstarter ends on March 2nd, 2023. Now, at the Kickstarter page, there's a lot of emphasis on the fact that the production of the game is using materials and techniques with environmental considerations. It's obviously an important issue for you. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, I, I was pretty adamant about trying to make this game as uh, environmentally conscious as possible. Um, and so we, we eliminated almost all plastic from production. There are two little sticker tabs on the sides of the box. I think that's the only plastic in there. So like the, the bags for the components are paper. They're little, they're little envelopes. Everything mm-hmm. else is cardboard and wood inside the box. And there's a, they found these cards that are made out of sugarcane pulp, which grows really quickly. So instead of tree pulp, um, and that, so, I mean, really after getting that push from me, Renegade took it and ran with it and did an amazing job working with a factory who, that uses solar power and recycles gray water and, you know, finding all of these great resources for, um, really conservation focused production. Uh, so important nowadays. Yeah, and earlier in the interview, you mentioned Rewild, uh, this organization that you, I can say you've maybe partnered with. Can you tell us about that relationship and a little more about that organization? Um, the partnership is essentially just uh, talking with them and they 
approving any language that we use in the rulebook to make sure that we've got things accurate, to make sure mm -hmm. that um, we can do things like use some of the descriptions from their website. Um, and so we've got their information in the game box and we wanted to get them to approve the things that we were doing because obviously we approve of what they're doing. And so um, Rewild and Renegade uh, got together to do what they could to cross-promote a little bit. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. um, we just want to support the, the true science behind this. This is similar with the search for Planet X, where um, the publisher, Foxtrot Games and Renegade Games, got uh, connected with the Planetary Society um, mm -hmm. to, yeah. to promote that as well. Yeah, we love Bill Nye, who's the uh, president of the Planetary <laughs> Society, and uh, he's a good, good friend of, uh, of ours as well. Um, let me ask a final question, but first let me say I, we're hoping that the search for lost species is going to be as popular and well-received as the search for Planet X, as, as that game was. Um, but tell us, what do the two of you have planned for the rest of 2023 and beyond? What's coming next? Well, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Matthew and I, uh, tend to design games that kind of model either historical or current real world systems uh, and just have an interest in kind of how the world works. Uh, and there's one game that's coming out later uh, this year from us called First in Flight. Uh, this is by a different publisher by Genius Games, and it is a game about the invention of powered flight, the Wright brothers and the invention of powered flight. Um, and so in the game, you are an early uh, aviation pioneer who is building an airplane and uh, trying to sustain yourself uh, in heavier than air flight. Uh, so that's uh, one thing that, that we've got coming out later this year that we're really excited about. And then we're also looking at possibly doing other Search 4 games. So we'll see if that comes to be. Well, that sounds great. Ben Rossett, Matthew O'Malley, designers of the game the search for lost species or thank you so much for joining me today for this interview it's been fascinating thank you very much Evan. thanks so much for having us